Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following book reviews are from the September 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. The title of this round of book reviews is Russian to Judgment, and that's R-U-S-H-I-N. Written by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. Sorry about the pun in the title of this review, but we start off with two Russian-oriented books this month, and in my judgment, they're both well worth owning. Douglas Smith, Working the Rough Stone, Freemasonry and Society in 18th Century Russia. A trip to the opera provided the initial inspiration for this book. It was at a performance of the Magic Flute at the Wiener Staatsoper in the winter of 1983 that I first became interested in the subject of Freemasonry. Although I had already read and studied Johann Emanuel Schikaneder's libretto as an expression of the Masonic movement, of its general character, ideals, and overall worldview, in one of my university courses, it was this performance that brought Freemasonry to life for me, suggesting in dramatic and powerful fashion the great importance these ideas possessed for the men and women of Mozart's age. Thus begins the acknowledgment section in Smith's remarkable book. Hard-edged research, carefully done, marks this study by one of the outstanding young historians of our time, as does an essay and comfortable writing style. I've been waiting for this ever since the book was announced. It was worth the wait. Using original sources from the time, Smith paints a picture of life in the Masonic Lodges of Russia and shows how important the Lodge was in developing social and intellectual life of Russia. If you have ever wondered just how strong a force for good the fraternity can be, you'll find it detailed here. This is an excellent book, and I recommend it as part of your Masonic library. Next is Leo Tolstoy, A Calendar of Wisdom, Daily Thoughts to Nourish the Soul. Our distinguished brother Tolstoy is best known as the author of War and Peace, of course, but the translator's notes tell us that A Calendar of Wisdom was his own favorite. He searched the sacred great books of the world and the writings of the most gifted authors for very brief passages which encapsulated wisdom. Then he added some observations of his own. For those of us who believe, with Albert Pike, that it is good to read great thoughts because they not only help to clarify our own thinking, but give perspective and a sense of personal peace, this is a wonderful book, now available in English for the first time. It is divided into the days of the year, and there are related thoughts for each day. This has become one of my personal favorites, and it's a good book to have at hand when you just need to take a quick break in the day. It's like a cold glass of iced tea on a hot August afternoon. Freemasonry Today, a magazine published quarterly in England. This is a beautiful magazine in full color, 8 by 12 size, with fascinating articles on topics significant to Freemasonry Today. I really enjoy reading this magazine. Here are just a few of the article titles. In Search of the Wisdom of Solomon, the Solomonic Degrees. Medieval Monks, Masons, and Mystical Architecture. 
the country steward's lodge, the green apron, and the splendid jewel, the image problem, the riddle of the stones, a Masonic mystery, where masons met, horn tavern. In addition, there are humorous articles, crossword puzzles, and many other features. My only regret is that so few of the Masonic suppliers who advertise in the magazine give an email address. Profits from the magazine are given to charity. You can check out the magazine on the internet. Visit www.freemasonrytoday.co.uk. The internet site has subscription information as well. The following book reviews are from the March 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry. Written by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, and it's called Flights of Fancy. Seldom do I recommend fiction in these pages, but throughout the history of civilization, writers have chosen to express great truths in fiction. And so this month, here are two works, one new, one old, both very much worth reading. Voices in the Wilderness by Aubrey Richardson. I've been waiting for someone to set a novel among the people and community which produced the Dead Sea Scrolls, and our brother, Aubrey Richardson, has done it in spades. By profession, he is an engineer with Lockheed Martin Tactical Aircraft Systems, but he spent seven years in Israel, and he devoted his off hours to a study of the Essenes and their community. That research bore fruit in the book. You feel as if you know and understand these people, because Brother Richardson does. It's a hard book to put down, and you learn painlessly a great deal in the process. I've given copies to my Masonic friends. The Essenes play an important role in Scottish Rite Masonry, of course, and this book does a fine job of bringing them to life in novel form, far more sharply than would be possible in any other format. You'll like this book. For some background on the Essenes, see the chapter titled The Essenes, Ascetics of the Desert. In Pillars of Wisdom, the Writings of Albert Pike by Dr. Brex R. Hutchins, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross, this fine book also has 22 other fascinating chapters, each relevant to a key aspect of Grand Commander Pike's philosophy or the development of the Scottish Rite. It is available from the Supreme Council for $10 softbound and $15 hardbound. Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. It's been slightly more than 20 years since this remarkable book first saw the light of day and sailed to the bestsellers list. It's the story of a seagull who begins to realize that perfection, perfect flight, in this case, is possible. It's a story of transformation and hope and the struggle for self-realization. In many ways, it's like a short course in Freemasonry, in addition to being one of the books everyone should read. Or, if you prefer, there is a video adaptation. A movie made from the book includes some breathtaking photography and an excellent Neil Diamond score. The video is available from Amazon.com. It isn't an adequate substitute for reading the book, no film ever is, but if you have not read the book, the movie is a very good introduction. Also, having the movie makes the book even richer. The following book review is from the August 2000 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA, and is titled Vested in Glory, written by T. Michael Feagan, 33rd degree, past Grand Master of Kansas. Vested in Glory, the Regalia of the Scottish Rite by Jim Tresner. If you know Dr. Jim Tresner, 33rd degree Grand Cross, book review editor for and frequent contributor of articles to the Scottish Rite Journal, then you know he has a special way with words. One cannot read Brother Jim's work without feeling a bit more enlightened and inspired. He loves masonry, 
In fact, he lives and breathes it. It is also clear when reading his new book, Vested in Glory, that he loves Masonic symbols and symbolism. In fact, he lets the reader know up front that Freemasonry's effectiveness is largely centered on its use of symbols and the meanings they convey. This beautifully illustrated book is a special treat for those who like to think about symbols and how they apply to the elaborate paintings and images found on the regalia of the Scottish Rite degrees. Each chapter in the book represents a degree of the Rite and provides a concise summary of the teachings of that degree, plus an explanation of how the details of the regalia are relevant to an overall understanding of the Rite. As an example of the book's approach, its 18th degree essays and that essay's illustration are presented in this issue. As the 18th degree essay demonstrates, each chapter of Vested in Glory offers a brief glimpse regarding how the colors and associations of the emblems on the aprons, cordons, collars, and jewels combine to give an expanded view of the teachings intended by the words of the degrees. In February 1995, Brother Tresner began a series of short, regalia-oriented articles about the degrees for the Scottish Rite Journal. As of this issue, August 2000, 14 essays have been presented, and the remaining 17 will be featured in upcoming issues of the journal. But you can have all the essays and their illustrative material in one book by ordering Vested in Glory now. Or, since the volume is the bonus book for the year 2000, Scottish Rite Research Society membership, become a member of the Society today and get the book free. Membership information is included at the end of this article. More exploration than analysis, Brother Jim's essays proved so popular with brothers reading the Regalia articles as they appeared, degree by degree, in the Scottish Rite Journal, that the board of directors of the Research Society decided to gather and publish all the essays in one book. The essays cover the 4th through the 33rd degree, as well as the KCCH, Investiture, and Grand Cross Court of Honor. I join with thousands of Masons in expressing my gratitude to the Society for this decision. In particular, Vested in Glory shows how important lessons can be gained from one's own interpretation of each degree's symbols and images. Brother Jim would be the first to point out that each chapter represents his way of thinking about the meanings of the degrees. As in all of Masonry, a central fact regarding symbols is that each person is free to work out his own associations. Still, Vested in Glory certainly lays a meaningful foundation from which we can work. As if that were not enough, the book also includes a chapter on the first three Scottish Rite degrees written by Grand Commander Pike, but generally not performed, except for historical demonstration or, if conferred, only with the approval of the appropriate Grand Lodge. In addition, there are four substantive appendices, Appendix 1, by illustrious Arturo de Hoyos, 33rd degree, Grand Archivist and Grand Historian of the Supreme Council, discusses the historical background of the Scottish Rite degrees. Appendix 2 explains the Egyptian context of the 31st degree. Appendix 3 lists pictures and describes many of Masonry's most important symbols. And Appendix 4 details the various crosses used in the Scottish Rite. Finally, this book is worth purchasing just for the elaborate illustrations that accompany each section. The beautiful paintings of the regalia of the Scottish Rite degrees, done by Brother Robert H. White, 32nd degree, are presented in full color, adding much to the value and richness of the text. The original paintings are now displayed in the Hall of Scottish Rite Regalia at the House of the Temple. Vested in Glory promises to become a central resource in the Supreme Council's ever-growing arsenal of worthwhile books on relevant Masonic education. It is a must for every Masonic library, and I can't think of a better book for introducing the average Mason to the symbols of the Scottish Rite. In essence, these symbols, as Brother Jim points out, help us to think clearly and behave better. 
The following book reviews are from the July 2003 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, and are written by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree Grand Cross. It's too hot. It's too hot in Oklahoma in July to do much more than sit very still in front of an air conditioner and read. If you happen to have a 500-watt cat that thinks such quiet time is a perfect excuse to occupy your lap, you have an opportunity not only to exercise the mind, but to exercise self-control as well. Here are some books for a sultry day. Tobias Churton's The Golden Builders, Alchemists, Rosicrucians, and the First Freemasons, written in 2002. Brother Churton is one of the most interesting Masonic writers on the scene today. He's the founder, editor of the magazine Freemasonry Today, which we've recommended a couple times in this column. Consider this a third recommendation. It is an excellent publication. He also creates work for television and films. In this book, he traces the wisdom tradition from the Hermetic philosophers to the Rosicrucians and into the beginnings of pre-Grand Lodge Masonry. His chapter on Elias Ashmole, the celebrated English antiquarian and Freemason of the 17th century, is especially interesting. I issue the usual warning. No one speaks officially for masonry. You have to read and decide for yourself, but the research is carefully done, and I find the arguments compelling. The book reads easily and enjoyably, and it will certainly make you think. And the next book is written by Jim Tresner. From Sacrifice to Symbol, the Story of Cornerstones and Stability Rights, 2003. This isn't a review. I don't think it's considered ethical to review your own work, but a notice that the book is available. I've been intrigued for many years by the ancient rituals, some even using human sacrifice, involved in constructing a building and the way in which those rituals turned into the cornerstone ceremonies we use today. There are fascinating legends about the cornerstone of Solomon's Temple, castles in Transylvania, London Bridge, and Aztec temples, and they echo down to today. The book was fun to write, and I tried to make it fun to read. But here's a warning. I am an abominable proofreader of the material I have written. I should never try to proof my own material, and I did. Sorry! Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.